The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're so happy that you're joining us tonight or today or whenever you are downloading and listening to the podcast. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff. And, you know, whether you're listening to this live or, or downloading it, my guess is that you are thinking about career transition or realizing that whatever you're doing right now isn't working for you. And so that's why we're here and to provide the tools that you need, the resources, and some of the the skills that you need to manage your own career in today's economy. Knowing that a lot of us today don't get to be on the nice little career train that goes from A to Z, from first job to retirement, there are so many zigs and zags for most of us in that path today. And so each week I share my experience helping thousands of professionals advance their career and I bring in industry leaders to provide career intelligence to help you stay ahead of the curve and proactively moving towards your goals. And today we're going to have a little bit of a different flavor on the show. It should be interesting because we have Katrina Brittingham, who's here today and actually is going to be interviewing me. So that'll be interesting and should get some different information than you've been hearing. So Katrina is the owner and founder of Venture Ready LLC, an interview readiness coaching company. And Katrina's helped lots of people over the years and as she was helping them she decided to create an interview process that would help people stand out so we may get into that a little bit today but we're mostly going to be talking about career transition and if you have a question for myself or for Katrina about career transition job search interviewing you are more than welcome to call in live at 866 472 or you can always email me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com with your questions. So welcome, Katrina. It's so great to have you on the show. Hi, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I do apologize. I was on hold. <laughs> ah, while, well, we're so happy. I, I, I kind of came in, um, you know, a like two minutes uh, late, but <laughs> I'm here and I'm ready and excited. Awesome. Well, why don't you start just by sharing a little bit about yourself and with 
the listeners. My name is Katrina Brittingham. I am a career readiness coach, uh, self-made title, (laughs) Um, well, interview readiness coach, uh, self-made title. I I developed a process called interview readiness because I found when people came for resumes that they needed a little bit more um, than a resume sometimes. Um, First, they needed to um, assess their skills. They needed to uh, flesh out their accomplishments and um, actually start preparing for the interview and having job search uh, strategies. So I developed a program where I let my clients know that the interview starts with your resume and it ends at the end of the interview and with your follow-up um, yeah. and thank you letter. So I have a whole program geared for um, one-on-one coaching, which is interview readiness, and I walk my clients through the interview process. Oh, that's awesome. We talked about thank you letters and follow-up last week. So hopefully some of the things that I said will jive with what you say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sure that it will Um, because it's – I I let them know that for the thank you letter, um, you need to have that within 24 um, hours. I I prefer um, for my clients to do that and to – you know, thank the interviewer for their time and for uh, taking the time to call them in and to go over things in the interview, um, things that may not have been too clear or things that went, o- went, went over spectacularly <laughs> um, in the interview um, and, you know, you know, letting them know that, you know, um, you know, what, you know, they're still interested in the position. Um, the follow-up um, is... I, normally, that's an email um, in this techno- technological age. Um, that if you're normally the interviewer, let you know, you know when they're done the process and things that have happened. And if you've missed, I, I tell them give them, you know, a, a couple of days um, past the time that they said that they would be ready because things happen and delays happen. And if it's past that time and they haven't heard anything, they can send a you know a few lines, you know, expressing their continued interest in the position and, um, you know, you know, request a status. Nope. Yeah, that's great. Well, I talked a little bit of, and this is kind of my one thing is to make sure that people start the letter with thank you instead of I. So when we start it with I, it just kind of doesn't do the same thing as when we start it with thank you for your time, right? Which is right. what we're writing the letter for. So exactly. great. Well, we're so glad that you're here, and I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about career transition. Yes. I I found that a lot of people are coming to me now um, trying to transition into another career or found themselves in a position where they needed to transition from one position to the next, voluntarily or non-voluntarily. Um, so I, I basically uh, wanted to know from your perspective if you're going to do, because I, I heard that you do do your own personal um, story. Are you going to do your personal um, experience um, in transition, or are you going to speak as a career professional or both? <laughs> yeah. So what do you find that people struggle the most with? What what When they come to you and they're trying to make a transition, where do you find that they're stuck? Most people are stuck on what they want to do. Um, when they come to me, um, they just know that they found themselves in a tr- transition and they 
think they know where they want to go, but they're not sure. Um, they may be afraid um, to step out in the area that they necessarily want to. Um, so they come to me because they actually really don't know where to go. Okay. Well, so, you know, when I've got people that come to me and they're and they're scared of which direction to go, the first thing that I usually start with is why are they looking to make a change? What And I think, you know, this is something that marketing people talk a lot about, you know, what's your why? Why should someone buy your product? But this is more that why of can we really connect you to the reason that, that you want to make a change? And I'll just kind of speak here to my personal biggest career change was leaving the university to start my own business, you know, something that most university people kind of dream about or poke at, but it's a very big move. And for me, it was just very obvious because of my why. My why was that I, well, maybe I had a few whys, right? One of them was that I did not want to be paid based on the number of hours I sat in a chair, And at the university level, I loved helping the students. I had a a good time. But it was pretty clear that what you did didn't necessarily relate to how much you got paid. And I did a lot. I loved what I did. I recruited students. I spent time on the weekends and evenings with those students, took my husband out to dinner with students that we were trying to recruit. And, And I sat down and just really thought, you know, this isn't, this isn't working for me because no matter how good I am at what I do, my paycheck is based on how many hours I sit in this chair. Right. And my, my boss kind of added to that because the structure of the office was that, you know, if I wasn't in my chair from eight to noon and one to five, there was a big ruckus about that. So the environment played into that a little bit. Um, And then getting to try new things. You know, at the university, I was trying to start new programs or do things differently. And some of the people in my department really liked that. And some of the people in my department just kind of wanted me to stay where I was and not make a, no, don't make any waves. And so I could see pretty clearly that the things that I wanted weren't going to get met there, even though I loved the work and I loved the people that I worked with in terms of the students and most of the faculty and staff. So my why was just very clear that it was going to be best filled in some kind of a consulting independent type of role where I could be more creative and have more control over my earning potential, if, if that's what we want to say about it. Okay, that that makes sense, and I, I found that that is a, a, a key factor with people who are transitioning. They want to have more control over their income. Um, they want to have more control over creativity, uh, let's say, um, in the position and being able to um, try new things and explore uh, new things and being encouraged to do so and not having a pushback with that. So that is um actually perfect (laughs) yeah well and I think go ahead (laughs) no the hard thing there is that you know even with the earning potential or the um having more freedom and I've learned this 
by doing maybe, but I think I knew it a little bit before I left, was that nothing's ever perfect and that if I would have been in a situation where I thought I could talk to my manager and it might get better, it might have been different. And so I'm always trying to help people figure that out too. You know, have we tried where you're at to have that conversation? Because no matter where you move, it's not going to be perfect. And so if we can have a conversation and and navigate something to where you can use your strengths more or have more freedom or even get a raise where you are, is that an option or again, what what is it that's really pushing us to need to make the move? Is it a skill set you want to use? Whatever it might be. And then realizing, you know, that my dollar per hour, even with the horrible salary that I made at the university, my dollar per hour probably went down for a long time when I first started my, my business because of all of the work that it takes to build a business. So I think that I try to balance what people are looking for with the reality of the world and workplace and, and life, which sometimes can be a little bit more than we'd like to have in our picture, but that's part of the reality of making a good decision. So, um, Katrina, we are going to take a short break here in just a few minutes, and then we will come back, or in just um, 30 seconds, we'll come back and keep talking about career transition and the things that you find people are struggling with. And hopefully I can shed some light on that through my own story or through the stories of some of the folks that I've worked with. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Katrina Brittingham, who is from Venture Ready LLC, and she does interview coaching, but we're really talking today about career transition and about some of the things that you all struggle with when you are making a career transition. And at the beginning of the show here, Katrina and I have been talking about that, what do I do, right, the the how do I move forward? I know I'm unhappy, but I don't quite know what to do. And so we've talked about that a little bit. Katrina, is there anything else that you hear when people come to you and they're trying to make a career transition? Yes. Um, I hear people not really knowing what to do. And when you mention reality, explaining the reality of things to people, that with some transitions they might need additional training or education. They may have uh, the transferable skills already. Just letting them know what they need to do, putting a plan together to get where they need to be. So have you had to do that for yourself in your transition? You know, I I did. <laughs> and I laugh because my CPA, he I can't remember the term that he used, but it was pretty much the un... I don't know, the... An entrepreneur that was reluctant because when I started my own business, I am not a huge risk taker and not nobody that knew me would have ever said that I would start my own business except for my mom who probably would have told you I'd have trouble working for other people. Um, <laughs> I was always an independent little thing. But the when I started out on my own, the way that I started actually was working for other people who ran a business much like mine is today. So instead of, you know, just sticking the flag out and saying that here I'm open for business and learning everything the hardest way, I had the opportunity of watching the way a few other people did it while I was making them money and me and building relationships and building my my notoriety in the community. So it really was that process for me. And part of that process, while I was doing that work, I did what the people in the career industry would call informational interviews. I have since gone on a one-woman campaign to get rid of the term informational interviews because I find that people just hear the word interview and they run screaming to the hills. So... (laughs) I just call it career research, right? I was doing research, talking with people who did what I thought I wanted to do and learning from them. And I think that that was such a good experience because I had a camp of people that were telling me that if I wanted to do leadership coaching and consulting, that I needed to get into an entry-level HR position and work my way up. Well, entry-level HR position and I were not really aligned, and I'd done enough in my career counseling classes to know that, right, to know that the detail orientation, corporate mentality that most HR people have to put up with and work through and grow through to get to a higher level was not going to be a place where I'd succeed. So I started doing research and talking to other people and found that people got into consulting in a lot of different ways. Lots of people who got into consulting didn't grow up in in some kind of corporation to get there and so decided to go about it the way that I have gone about it which was a much better way for 
for me, and I don't think any slower because as you're working through the HR realm, you usually don't get to do the types of work that I wanted to do any faster than I've gotten to do them on my own. So that career research process for me is very important. I agree. That's one thing I tell my clients once they we figure out what they want to do and which direction they want to go is that they need to do research on their career. What is the path in the career? Um, what steps they need to take? I even tell them to speak to people in the industry, to network with people in the industry, um, go to um, industry events and chat it up with people. <laughs> um, yeah. Even if you think you have the gift of gab or you don't, uh, pull one person to the side, one person at a time, <laughs> and, and get their feedback. So that's um, actually excellent what you did, and, and that's advice that I give my clients all the time. Yeah, and it's my favorite part because it helps me not have to, quote-unquote, try to explain the reality of something to someone because they naturally find it out by talking to people in the field, and they find their own reality, right? They find the path that's going to work for them versus me trying to come up with that path with them in a vacuum. So I was working with an HR, well, no, I was working with a gentleman who'd been in sales, and he really wanted to go into HR, and I could tell from our first conversation, you know, he didn't have any leadership experience, no um, direct management experience, really no training experience, no background in HR academically. So I could tell it was going to be a hard road. But, you know, if he could find a way to do it, if he could network in, get somebody to really like him, that would give him a shot. You know, who knows? It's not for me to tell him. And so we set up three meetings for him. One was someone that I knew would tell him that he needed a graduate degree because that was their path, right? And people always think that their path is the only way to get there. Yeah. And then I set him up to talk with a person who was higher up in HR, didn't have really much of an HR background, and then someone else in the HR field. And he came back and he said, you know, I'm, I'm loving this, but this person says I need to get a degree. And I really don't want to do that. I don't have time, money whatever. And then he'd go and talk to someone else and he said, oh, you know, they said this. And then the, after the third one, he came back and he said, you know what, I really don't want to do HR. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's not the job that I thought it was. And I, I thought, well, that's great, right? We just saved you four years of school and or four years of trying to work your way up and or, you know, the hassle of trying to network into somewhere to get at the level that you wanted to be at. So that process I just find really helps people find their own path. And I'm just the person that helps them in connecting with the people because that's one of the things that I, I do for my clients and in how to do that conversation, what questions to ask and all of that stuff. But it's just such a fun process. It is. And it's it's funny because I've I've dealt with people who, like you said, they they just knew what they wanted to do and the path they wanted to take. And once they started doing the research, they realized this really isn't what I want to do, um, after all. So and and that's why I think career transition and and having a counselor when you're transitioning is so crucial and so important because 
you may think that a career or a certain path is a certain way. You know, we have our, we all have our perceptions of what we think things are, and sometimes things seem more glamorous than what they really are. <laughs> and once you find out the real deal with it, it, it's not what you expected. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the hardest things in career transition is that we have a picture in our head or sometimes we have an unrealistic idea of what work is. And I I see that with all age groups. I know lots of people say, oh, you know, these Gen Ys, they don't know what work is, they don't know how to work. But then I work with a lot of boomers who expect paychecks that just don't exist anymore, right? Business right. has changed. All of these things have changed. And if our idea of what work is, should be, or all of those things doesn't align with our reality, where we live, what our experience is, what our degree is, that, to me, that's almost the hardest thing I see people struggle with is that what they want and where they want to be just isn't where they are. Right. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And and once you find out that, okay, this is where I want to be, Sometimes the transition is not easy. Sometimes people think, oh, I know, and I have the skills, and this is just going to be easy. But sometimes it's a rough and rocky transition. And with that being said, was your transition easy or rough? And if it was, how did you motivate yourself to get through the transition? (laughs) So, um, you know, it's interesting. At first it seemed really easy because I found the contract gigs pretty quickly and one of them I had had before I quit my job at the university and the contract gigs were going well you know seemed like it was going to be easy seemed like one of the contract gigs might turn into a partnership and I would get part of that business and then I started to feel the discontent there right I think that that again nothing is ever perfect and depending on what we're looking for out of work may depend on how quickly we get dissatisfied or especially what things we get dissatisfied with. But I started to realize that, one, I was basing my idea of success on one of the people that I was working for. And I just was never going to be that person, right? Mm-hmm. That The personality of the things that the business owner did just weren't me. And so I was actually walking in the park one night with my husband and I'd been unhappy and kind of you know just feeling like I was trying to be somebody that I wasn't for an extended period of time and he said you know you're miserable why don't you just do your own thing why don't you just do it on your own and so that was a second transition right to leave these and I only left one at a time but I left one of my biggest contracts at that time and opened my own office and I didn't know if there was going to be business right I didn't know if it was going to be enough to fill the gap that that contract would create and so I took that step just realizing that I was so unhappy that even if I failed at this it couldn't be as bad as it was trying to be something I wasn't every day I don't know if that makes sense It makes perfect sense. (laughs) So that part of the transition, I'd created a step for myself, right, which is what I talk with my clients about. How can we create a bridge? I kind of picture, I draw the little picture of this guy standing on a cliff, 
right? And when you're looking over the edge of the cliff, it's really scary because you don't know if you can jump from one side to the other. So why jump, right? Let's build a bridge. And I had started that bridge by doing these contracts. And in some ways, I still had the bridge, but it was like a a big step between the two rungs, right? Where the cavern is down below you and you have to make this big step between two of the boards on the rope ladder. And um, so that was scary, but at least I had started the bridge towards where I wanted to be instead of just standing at one edge and trying to jump over to the other one. Right. Right. That's, so that's that, perfect. That, that, that makes perfect sense um, that you already started, you already started building, even though you had a small void there, you, you've, done most of the, the work already so you didn't have to jump over a canyon just maybe a little plank <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I think that that's the hardest thing for people to do and maybe because we expect instant gratification although you know I don't I don't know that we're all too far down that road but I think in some ways we all expect to wake up tomorrow and be where we want to be And that's just not the way most things work. And it's definitely not the way that career transition works, right? It's going to be a few zigs and a few zags and a a few steps on that, on that bridge over the Canyon. But if we do it that way, it's a lot more successful. And what I've seen than if we try to make a big switch, because usually a big switch requires steps. They're still steps, but we just don't see them as steps, whether that's going back to school and then we start at a lower pay and we've got to work our way up. It's all it's all going to take time. It's just figuring out how you want to navigate that gap and what you're going to do to cross it. So we're going to take another break here, but we'll be back in just a few minutes and finish up here talking with Katrina and um, talking about career transition. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Inside Healthcare is the only radio program focused solely on the healthcare industry. We bring together new and experienced entrepreneurs and industry veterans from throughout the country who are changing the dynamic on how healthcare is delivered today. Join us as we ask the tough questions, explore current topics, and discuss the new partners and models in healthcare that successfully address the needs of population health across the country. Listen Mondays at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we are talking to Katrina Brittingham, who's here talking about career transition. And we've talked a little bit about the process and figuring out why you're ready to make a change and then deciphering the path for making that change and how sometimes that can create some clarity for us in what we want to do as well as how we get there. So, Katrina, any last thoughts that you want to share with listeners regarding the career transition or, or your organization here as we um, say goodbye to you for the show? Well, what I would just say to any career transitioner is do your research. Um, hopefully get someone who is experienced in career counseling um, that can guide you um, to take the steps and, and give you some advice um, for where you want to go. And I think that once you do that, you can decide if the path that you're on is the path that you want to take or is, if you want to take another path. And I think that that's the main thing is, is getting to the root of it um, and finding out, as Marie said, why you want to take the steps that you want to take. Yeah, and those are big things. I think they sound simple, but they take a lot of time. Yes. Yeah. Well, Katrina, tell people how they can find you, your website, if you're on Twitter or or LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search me by Katrina Brittingham. I will pop right up. I'm the only Katrina Brittingham on there. I <laughs> um, <laughs> also have a website, which is www.venture, like have a venture, and ready, like I'm ready, .net. And I'm also on Twitter with my Twitter handle, Katrina, P as in Paul, B as in boy, and the at in front of it. So uh, you can go there, and I put up uh, tweets um, every day, inspirational tweets for uh, anyone who's transitioning or just needs a little uh, career encouragement in their current position. So. Okay, and just for those of you out there, that's Katrina with a K, so Katrina Brittingham, and if you're on the Voice America website where the show description is, you'll have her bio there, so we look forward to you sharing with the listeners, Katrina, and thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and we are going to say goodbye to Katrina now, but we are going to kind of talk through a process for career transition. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that we've talked about career transition a couple of times. So I found something new to share with you, and it it comes from one of my favorite people who is Rich Feller, was my master's professor at Colorado State in my counseling and career development program. 
And Rich has this idea and a book about becoming a knowledge nomad. And the idea behind the knowledge nomad is that people will move fluidly in our workforce and in the economy if they're more based in knowing where they want to go, knowing what their skills are, and continuously building their skills. Not that outlandish concept, but I love the idea. I love the the phrase knowledge nomads. And so I'm going to walk you through a couple of his ideas and his processes. And again, this is from Rich Feller not the the volleyball coach at Colorado State University, their former volleyball coach at Colorado State, but a professor in counseling and career development. So the first thing that we talk about when we talk about career transition, and it's the first part of his knowledge nomad process, is really that know yourself, right? That internal knowledge of, of you. What are your strengths? What do you like to do? What's your why? What are you trying to get out of work for your life? How how does that all fit together for you? And that knowledge, that self-knowledge is is so important. And one of the things that he doesn't have on his thing, but I, I would consider to be part of that knowledge, is know the market. Know what's going on out there. Katrina and I were just talking about that disconnect occasionally that I find with clients between where they are and where they want to be and what it takes to get there. And that knowledge of that gap is very important to help us find the steps in between because the steps make it possible, right? If you are, as as Rich would do, stretching a rubber band to the utmost of its stretchiness, right? You can do that or you're pulling the rubber band with your two fingers and pulling it apart. If that's the tension between where you want to be and where you are, you have to find a way to release that tension. And you can do it by lowering your aspirations, which none of us really want to do and I don't want you to do. Or you can do it by finding a plan and finding a, a steps, if you will, to move those two things closer together. And that process It requires knowledge, not only internally, but also that external knowledge of the market, where you want to go, and what that gap looks like for you. So that's the first part of Rich's little process here. The second one is go, right? Are you willing to go, to follow your passion, to get the skill sets that you need to get, to really be out there and doing the things that you're going to have to do to close that gap or to keep up with where you want to be. Even if you're not looking to make a big transition, there's a bit of push in our workforce today to, to be good, right? To stay ahead, even to stay where you are, you've got to keep going because the world is moving. And if you don't move, you're going to get run over by it or whatever the analogy is that you want to say out there, but it's that ability to go. The other thing that I also like here, and he's got it in between go and flow, but it's really that ability to do a few different things or transition between things, and that is required in today's workforce. It's a new skill set that all of us are having to learn, to be more flexible, to not think we're going to stay with one company until we retire. And to even rethink our idea of retirement, 
it's that flow in your work and that you know what it means to do that and to have that ambiguity and be able to work through it. Not, most of us have to work at that, right? It's not a skill set that all of us have. And that piece of the flow is to, to be able to know what you want to do, find it, and then be able to move in and out of things in a more fluent manner than we might be used to, especially if we've been working for 10 to 20, 25 years, lots of us at the same company. Finding that again may be a hard goal to attain. And I talk to a lot of people in that age group who are looking for that, right? You're, you're 45 to 55 and you're really thinking, I want to find one more job where I can stay for 10 to 15 years. Well, that might be possible. And is there, is that really, does that really have to be the goal? Because one, we don't have control over that. Two, it's not as plentiful as it used to be. And, and three, we're really putting our eggs all in someone else's basket again when we have that goal and we do that. So thinking about, are we out there? Are we going? And are we able to flow in between things and move when we need to move? The next one is grow which comes a little bit in with the knowledge no piece, are we growing? Are we constantly seeking new information? Are we finding opportunities for ourselves instead of waiting for opportunities to come to us? And really that proactive growth from ourselves is somewhat new. Our company used to develop us. Our company used to pay for our training. Our company used to say this is the path and this is where you go next. This is how you move up into management. Some of those pieces are still there in some businesses. And for most of us, that growth piece is pushed back onto us, which is part of what we talk about every week. It's part of why I started the show. Is those skills and that network and that knowledge, all of those pieces we're not used to building, we're not used to doing, or it came so second nature, it was just part of our work, so we didn't really have to think about it, and now we do. And then the last one on his process, and and again, this is from Rich Feller and Elizabeth Sanders Park, great lady, if you've never read any of her stuff, go go and read some of her work, Um, and it's slow. And we talked about this in my very first show, Do you know when and how to slow down, to set goals, to really look at where you're achieving those goals, to be intentional with what you do, to be intentional with where you are and where you put your energy, and to take care of yourself so that you have the energy to do all the other things we just talked about, right? especially for introverts, lots of those other things take more energy. And are we being realistic with ourselves and and taking time for ourselves when we need it? So that process, again, put together by Rich Feller and Elizabeth Sanders Park, used to be Elizabeth Harney Sanders Park, is one of the, it's a framework, right? It's a framework, maybe a thing to sit down and look at for yourself Do you know who you are? Do you know your market? Are you going? 
Do you have that mission, that passion? You're reaching out to others and you're trying new things or, or doing multiple things. Flow, do you know how to go with the flow, <laughs> right? Do, are we picking that up as a skill set? And do you realize the importance of learning that, the importance of adjusting your idea of work, adjusting your idea of what work might look like? And then growing, are you taking charge of your own career growth, of your own skill set development? And as Rich says in the Knowledge Nomads, building your own toolbox so that you can take that wherever you go and be more marketable for it. And then that last one, slow. Are you taking time to figure out what's important to do the things that are important and to most importantly take care of yourself, your family in in that process, especially when you're looking to make a transition? So that process, Rich Feller, just a great check-in, a great way to think about what are you doing and how in your transition might some of those pieces need some more attention, some more energy from you? And where are your gaps even in that process? So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to close the show here by talking through one of the best ideas that I think I've heard in a long time around career values and the trade-offs that we make when we're at certain points in our career or when we choose to be seeking something different out of work. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to walk through some of these career values and what trade-offs you're making depending on what you are doing right now in your work-life balance. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional bankers hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking about career transition. And Katrina Brittingham was here at the beginning. We talked about career transition and some of the difficulties that she and I hear clients talking through. And I told some of my story about that career transition and my walk and how the things that I teach uh, worked for me or didn't work for me. And then we talked a little bit about the career transition process. And if you are looking for a cheap, easy read, it's a quick little book by Rich Feller called The Knowledge Nomad. He also has a new one that's coming out with Rich Feller and Elizabeth uh, Sanders Park. So check those out. If you're in career transition, those are two of my favorite people that always have great things to say, practical things to say for people who are in career transition. So I want to finish here today by talking about career success, career values. What is it that you're looking for when you are making a career transition? So a lot of times it's value-based. And to realize the trade-offs that you're making. And some people, these are very obvious when I talk to them about their career transition. And other people, we, we have to dig a little bit before we figure out what it is that they're not getting that they're looking for. And so this comes from an old book by Brooklyn Dare, D-E-R-R, called Managing the New Careerists. And Rich has picked that up and shared it at one of the trainings that I went to recently. And I just thought, this is great for us to think about the trade-offs that we make. And so it starts off with getting ahead, right? If you are in work to get ahead, to make money, to get promotions, to be on that fast track. That's definitely one of the reasons that people make the choices they do in their career. And obviously we know the things that we get from that, right? We get high earnings, we get the ability to lead others, to influence others, we get those promotions, we get to move up, maybe we build our own business, But the costs to that are usually some personal ones in terms of health and relationships. And then obviously that work-life balance doesn't exist if we're in that mode of operation. And we're spending time away from family, hobbies, spouses, kids. And again, that may be a choice that we want to make right now. We just want to think about those costs, have that conversation with our family Is this a choice that you're all making together because of that? A lot of times when we choose that, we may not have a family yet, but it may delay our ability to do that. So again, it's not that we do or don't want to make choices for that reason. It's just thinking about the trade-offs. The next one is secure. Oh, I hear this one all the time, right? I just want security in my job. And if you've listened before, you know that I, I don't know that that truly exists. And if that's what we're seeking, we're seeking that security where we're 
not going to get laid off or whatever it might be, there's still some trade-offs there. All our eggs are in that basket, right? If that person does decide us to lay it, to lay us off, we're done. That if there's change, we're vulnerable. That when we retire, we won't have that experience of making change to help us make that change. And, you know, that if we are against taking risks, we may actually butt heads with some of the people in that secure job leading to it not being secure anymore because our leadership in a company typically does want us to take some risks and do some things. And if we're just worried about our job security, those might be things that we're not doing. Again, if you're looking for security, we just want to think about some of the negatives that come along with that. We want to be free, right? This was definitely one of my motivators when I started my my business. Obviously, there's fewer places to work. It means that I've got to stay on the edge. It, it means that, you know, some people might see that move as selfish, may cause some rub with a spouse. Thankfully, mine is still pretty supportive after eight years of doing this out on my own. So, there, again, those those pieces that I have to realize I'm giving up for my choice of being free to be creative and do the things I wanted to do. There are some payoffs to be able to do that. Getting high. I laugh because I'm doing this show from Denver, um, but that's not what Rich is talking about here or that Brooklyn was talking about. It's that rush, the adventure, And some people, that's what they're seeking out of work, right? Thinking of the skydiving of work, the skydivers of our work world. Sometimes they don't fit well within organizations. They might have little patience and not really get the little things done because they're seeking the adventure, seeking the thrill of whatever it is that they find interesting. And it may make it harder to move up probably take away from some of the family time as well, although usually those adventurous types do a good job of going out and being adventurous on their own too. Balanced, and I think this is funny because we're all seeking work-life balance. Even when we choose balance, there are trade-offs. Thinking about that, right? That when you're trying to be balanced, when you're trying to do do everything, do family, do work, that you're always going to be fragmented. Right? You're always going to be pulled in one direction or another. You're going to be burnt out because you're not spending any time in any one area. And, you know, you may have to make tough choices on a regular basis because you're trying to keep that balance. So as we're thinking about why we work and we're thinking about why we want to make a transition... Just recognize those trade-offs that come with no matter what your driving force is and that you may still decide to do what you want to do and to follow that why that's pushing you. If you do it knowing the trade-offs, you'll have less regret later, less buyer's remorse, if you will. And so we're going to say goodbye here for the career confidant today, but thank you for listening. And I hope you got some great information today from Katrina and listening to my career transition story. And we will see you right back next year. See you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. 
Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.